This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. Are you single but planning on having another person in your bed now that the world is returning to normal? Well, to my knowledge, it is important that your bed isn't uncomfortable. However, you don't want to break the bank in the process of buying a new bed. That's why I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress, perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam, fits all bed frames, and reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder that when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, another WAP of an episode, a wet-ass podcast. Welcome to the show today. Uh, this is literally the best podcast that has ever been made, ever. I can't imagine there will ever be a better episode than the one we're making today. We say that every week, but I, I'm not lying. Um, so welcome to the show today. Cancel Sweezy, the show about uh, tolerance, acceptance, and uh, not pissing the bed, because you know what happens when you piss the bed? Congratulations. You played yourself. And that's not cool. Even though I don't know how our bodies are able to control ourselves from not pissing ourselves in our sleep. But, uh... This is the type of guy you get. So, I, I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to keep moving forward with my life. Just like I'm going to keep moving forward uh, with this podcast today. One thing I do want to mention, my EP, Ride or Die Volume 2, has been out for a month now and out now. And you should be streaming it wherever you are making or listening to music because it's a great it's a great a great one i made it so it has to be good um you know that's how rules work right uh if i make something uh it has to be good and uh and i really like that so uh, you know this is the that's just the way it is you know when you want it the most there's no easy way out celine dion would say um and, and it's an ep about not pissing the bed so ride or die volume two out now wherever you uh stream your music i do have other music too there's ride or die volume one uh that was the first ride or die that came out and uh we also have um my ep king and i have a couple scattered singles like i have a cover of it's gonna be may uh by nsync on there uh i have a song on ocean that's on there with that i released that one forever ago uh, but yeah uh Go check that out. And you can also follow me on all uh, social medias out there. Um, I am on all of them. Uh, it's going to be at the Shweezy on all my social media. So go follow me everywhere. That's where I uh, post shit, do shit, do shit, leave shit, shit, shit. Uh, do I shit on social media? Not yet. But uh, listen to me take a shit with the bidet running. That'd be really fun. Uh, yeah, go check me out there. Even on TikTok, I've been trying to be a little more active and do shit on TikTok. And, uh, I, yeah, I try to make funny talks. I try, I'm going to try to post episode highlights and shit like that too on TikTok. So uh, go follow me there everywhere. It's at the Shweezy, no longer at the foreplay King on, uh, TikTok. So it's an unfortunate turn of events. Um, for me though, um, you can also, uh, catch me on Twitch streaming video games 
uh, every Thursday and sometimes on Monday. I've been streaming a lot more on Monday lately just because, I don't know, I just I just need to. I'm like, I'm just angry about something. I need to just, like, play some Fortnite. And my friends don't want to play. I, I play by myself. It's just that, it's just that, it's just that simple, as Garth would say. Um, but, yeah, no, it's fun. I play a lot of Fortnite, Pokemon, all that stuff. So go follow me on uh, Twitter. Twitch as well, uh, twitch.tv slash theshweezy. Um, and if you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it and get a Twitch Prime account, and you get one free subscribe every month. And uh, why not subscribe to Daddy? Pump it up into me. Please, Daddy, please, Daddy. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, but you can also, if you also want, because basically with the uh, Twitch Prime, uh, basically it's like $5 a sub every month. But uh, with... Uh, but if you already have an email Prime account, you get one free subscribe, and why not help out Daddy? Daddy needs your help. So that's uh, that's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Another great way to say thank you for being a friend, uh, check us out on Patreon, uh, where you can easily uh, financially support the show, and it's a great way. Really, that's one of the best ways to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, but if you want to do all the free shit, which I don't blame you, but... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, simplest thing you can do, uh, if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, yes, right, we are on YouTube. I know our numbers are bigger audio, but if you like video podcasts, if you like seeing the shit I do, uh, you can go ahead and follow me there. And if I, like, move my desk, the, the camera, like, tilts too. Um, that's another thing you get to see on YouTube. Uh, you can just, you know, it's under the, it's under, like, the Schweikast logo. Uh, where you can see it there, you can, uh, you know, like the like the show, comment on it, check out the highlights, you know, subscribe, definitely need to subscribe there, um, and if you're on, uh, you know, if you're on any of your audio platforms, you know, like the show, subscribe, uh, leave a review, now, especially on the audio platforms, leaving a review is one of the most important things you can do, so uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And uh, I need to see you do the free shit. Because doing the free shit, because if you're being well, you know, if you're being Mark. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, you need to go ahead and check us out. Um, just do all the free shit, because that's what you need to do. But thank you so much for listening today um, to the show. So let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now is the news that matters. I filter out the news of the previous week, and I go over it right now. That's why it's called Previous Week Right Now. So let's just get right... Let's, you know, as Phil Franco says during his show, and I assume during sex, let's just get right into it. This one is from AV Club. So that's pretty uh, cool. They're, they're a fun news source. This, this one really excited me. Um, South Park's Trey Parker and Matt Stone want to buy the real Casa Bonita. And I really like that. I'm a big South Park. I love South Park, so like, let's just let's just let's just get right into it. Uh, if you're like at all like us, you were first introduced to the concept of Casa Bonita, a small chain of Mexican entertainment entertainment re- restaurants, in the western parts of the United States through an episode of South Park that aired during the show's seventh season, which ran 18 years ago in 2003. So pardon us while we briefly turn to dust. At which point, if you continue to be like us, you assume that the restaurant were made up from the show. Because how could such a paradise exist? Sopapillas, Black Bart's Cave, Cliff Divers, surely this fantastic wonderland of Colorado-based Mexican food and novelty photo ops must have sprung like Athena, fully formed from the heads of South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone. But no, Casbonina is real or was. The COVID-19 shutdowns have been understandably hard on the entertainment industry, and honestly, the chain was down to only one location at 
already when the pandemic rolled around, which is now apparently in some serious financial peril. The parent company reportedly filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in April, but there's a potential happy ending to this tale of woe, because while Parker and Stone may not have invented Casamonita, they are definitely fans and are apparently thinking about buying the last remaining restaurant for themselves. We want to buy Casamonita and treat it right. I feel like it was neglected even before the pandemic, Parker told THR earlier today. Located in Lakewood, Colorado, the restaurant is the last vestige, vestigious of a, I don't know how to say that word, but vestiges, vestigious of a chain that was apparently a big deal to both creators as a kid. And to be clear, this doesn't seem to be a joke. Parker and Stone seem to genuinely want to spend their ridiculous piles of 24 years of South Park money on one of those classic what I do if I was mega rich dreams, i.e., uh, recreating the classic restaurant experience of their youth. We started talking about the changes we're going to make, mostly with the food, Parker told THR. We're going to make really awesome food. I was already thinking about how I was going to make Black Bart's Cave a little bigger. Huh? So, um, obviously, you know, as a fan of South Park, I've been watching that show since, like, I was in third grade. How old was I in the third? Maybe 10 years old? This is really, really going to date me on how old I am. Uh, when I talk about this, um, the first episode of South Park, I remember, and I think it was a new episode that aired, and this was the first one I ever watched, um, is when Miss Chokes on Dick became their new teacher, and she had those big, saggy, slopper boobs, you know, and uh, I remember, like, they're Miss Chokes on Dick, and, like, they were showing this humongous bra they're trying to give her so her tits aren't, like, just dangling all the time. And that's always something I wonder about women because, you know, there's like the whole like women don't need to wear a bra and who cares if their nipples show. I'm like, I agree on that. But yeah, I don't know anything about what I know. I know that some parts of bras, but I don't know if it's I don't have boobs like women. So I guess I'm not going to talk on uh, a gender I'm not. And so I do have tits, just uh, not very big ones, not ones that, you know, that men like i guess hopefully hopefully no man likes my tits uh congratulations you played yourself but no i i think i mean yeah i know i really like this idea that south park owns the last caspanina that just sounds so awesome because um when you watch the show it just sounds it sounds so awesome like watching the show and seeing the the caspanina i'm like oh my gosh cliff divers you know all this fun stuff you can do it's like an experience going to caspanina and i knew it was real because i think i've had friends who said they went to it and I guess I don't, if I've never, you know, been in the situation where uh, Lakewood, Colorado, is that part of uh, Denver? Uh, Lakewood, Colorado. Just Googling that. So you look, there's a rule. Colorado. I'm looking on this up right now because I don't. Okay, it looks like it is kind of basically a suburb of Denver. I never, I never get the suburbs because it's like, you know, like Nashville has, uh, we have a like Franklin and Brentwood and stuff like that, and those people are like, you know, I, I live in Nashville, but it's like, is it really Nashville? Because it's like yes and no at the same time. That's what I don't get about suburbs, and they're like they're they're the whole city of its own. It's weird. Suburbs are weird. I wish why don't we just all agree? I'm like this is Nashville, <laughs> shit like that, and then like. Nashville's all these, you know, all these different counties, and you know, I'm a Davidson County person, and other people are like, I'm a, I'm a Williamson County person, and it's like, um, 
are we fighting over something right now? Or is there like a territory fight right now? Like, I thought we all could live just fine with each other or whatever. Anyways, though, I am really hope they keep Casmanita alive because, I mean, obviously, it, whenever, if I could ever get the opportunity to go there, I will. Like, that's 100%. I am going to Casmanita. Casmanita, yeah. That's my Cartman impression, for those of you who don't know uh, who Cartman is. That is my Eric Cartman impression. And uh, please don't compare me to Eric Cartman. Um, because I don't want to think it's true. Please and thank you. So, don't, please, Daddy, don't do that. Have I mentioned I've been using Daddy as, like, a gender-neutral term to people? Like, thanks, Daddy. And uh, at first I was like, I'm ready for this phase of my life to be over. Because it's not something I'm, like, going to be able to control for a while. But now I'm starting to really like calling people Daddy. Like, you know, you just have your friend's girlfriend's like, hey, hey Daddy, can you come get me? <laughs> can you come get this for me? You know, whatever. Yeah, it's fun. Anyways. So this next one is out of Missouri. Um, I used to live in Missouri, so um, I got a lot to say on the situation. Uh, I mean, I went to Missouri last month, uh, which I, does this come out in August? Does this episode come out in August? Like, it, I released it a couple days afterwards. And uh, what day is it? Day? It's the 30th I'm recording. Oh, okay, it's going to be August. But anyways, I was there in June. So, uh, I was in, I was in, uh, I was in, yeah, I was in Missouri and I kind of saw how they were kind of like dealing with COVID versus like Nashville and uh, Missouri just did not care at all. Anyways, um, this is from West Plains, Missouri. They're more like Southern in the state. I only lived in Missouri for like 10 years. I went to high school and college there. So uh, it's from Fox 2 now uh, out of West Plains, Missouri. Missourians going undercover to get vaccinated. Missouri has the nation's fourth worst COVID-19 diagnosis rate over the past week with one in every 360 people diagnosed with COVID-19. One doctor says that some Missourians are getting the vaccine while in disguise. Ozark Health, Ozark's Healthcare posted a video clip to their Facebook page with the caption, Dr. Priscilla Fraze, hospitalist and chief medical information officer, CMIO at Ozark Healthcare, explains the importance of knowing the facts about COVID-19 vaccine, along with the safety and confidentiality of the vaccination process at Ozark's Healthcare. I work closely with our pharmacists who are leading our vaccine efforts through our organization. One of them told me the other day that they have had several people who had come in to get vaccinated who have kind of tried to disguise their appearance. They even went so far as to say, please, please, please don't let anybody know that I got this vaccine. I don't want my friends to know I don't want to get COVID. I want to get the vaccine. They are very concerned in the people that they love, people within their family, friendship circles, and work circles would find out if they got the vaccine nobody should feel that type of pressure to get something that they want we should all be free to do what we want to do that includes people who don't want to get the vaccine as well as people who do want to get the vaccine we have to stop ridiculing people who do or don't want to get the vaccine like you see on social media is in so many posts and just get the right information out there said dr phrase uh, vaccinations are beginning to rise in some states where COVID 19 cases are soaring while Soaring White House officials said last week and a sign that the summer surge is getting getting the attention of vaccine hesitant Americans as hospitals in the South are being overrun with patients. Uh, coronavirus coordinator Jeff Zients. I don't know if that's a real last name. Told reporters that several states with the highest pop 
proportions of new infections have seen residents get vaccinated at higher rates than the nation as a whole. Officials cited Arkansas, Florida, Louisiana, Missouri, and Nevada as example. For those people who like coming coming in hiding, get the vaccine, do what you have to do, utilize face masks, and cover yourself up and go get it. Don't worry about what your family members think if you want the vaccine. Don't end up like some of the patients I've taken care of who are really sick and get to the point where they are asking me if they're going to die. I can't answer that question for them beyond saying I will do everything I can do to keep it from happening. In Missouri, which is second only to Arkansas and Louisiana in the number of new cases per capita over the past 14 days, Officials have rolled out a vaccine incentive program that includes $10,000 prizes for 900 lottery winners. The state lags about 10 percentage points behind the national average for people who have received at least one shot. Hospitals in the Springfield area are under strain, reaching pandemic high and near pandemic high numbers of patients. Most Americans who haven't been vaccinated against COVID-19 say they are unlikely to get the shots and doubt they would work against the aggressive Delta variant, despite evidence they do. According to a new poll that underscores the challenges of facing public health officials amid soaring infections in some states. Among Americans, adults who have not yet received a vaccine, 35% say they probably will not, and 45% say they definitely will not. According to a poll from the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, just 3% say they definitely will get the shots, though another 16% say they probably will. So it's 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 a funny situation. Like we this is this is a funny situation knowing that people like you're you want to get this vaccine. You want to, you know, help society come back to no, as much normal as we possibly can. Like you want society to come back to normal. And you also don't want to get COVID, which is which is very good, which is a very good. But your friend, the, the friend group you have, will shame you for trying to you know, be healthy and shit like that, which is insane. If I mean, I, I mean, a lot of people are like, we should stop shaming people. I have a, an agreement where I think a good, some good shame is good. And like some shame is good and some shame is bad, which is which is reasonable. I think that we should all be in agreement that some shame is is good for the soul because you meet some fucking people and like they're just way too out there and we need to start shaming people. And, you know, obviously, I mean, and then we go to fat shaming. Now, I'm a, I'm a now I prefer if I'm I'm getting fat, I want people to say something. Then I'm like, oh, man, I need to lose weight. And then it makes my mind lose weight. And apparently for some people, that doesn't work. Like if you fat shame someone, they are just going to uh, get more fat. Apparently that's how some people's minds work, which is very Republican, the new R word. Uh, you know, and that's just the thing, though. And okay, let's just go back to, you know, because I like when I because when someone tells me, he's like, man, you're getting fat. I'm like okay, I need to change something about my life right now. Um, and some people are like, oh, I'm going to eat more and uh, drink more and uh, become worse as a person. And I don't think that's um, a fact. Anyways, though, it's it's so weird because I don't know why in my mind people in... Because, I mean, Tennessee is the South. And you think people in the South are a lot stupider but Kansas City had to go back onto a mask mandate. But however, Nashville has not. Nashville is like basically doing fine. Um, 
Main, I know one thing is we just had like, uh, I mean, where I got my vaccine at a uh, Music City Center, it was just like there are thousands of people getting their vaccines a day. And uh, I mean, which is a good thing. I mean, what well, that was great. And so we did a really good job at getting everyone vaccinated. Like you didn't have to pay money to get vaccine because we're all sick of this shit. <laughs> and uh, it was natural, especially because the music industry is the one industry that is like has to suffer through the entire pandemic where every other industry is like acting. I mean, stage plays could be outside, I guess, but I mean the theater, yeah, theater, theater struggled too. I mean, that's probably a lot more people in New York. Um, you know, comedy, they're like, well, we're all going to be separated and half capacity. And, uh, you know, sports did not, sports were like, we're done. We're done. We're, uh, we're letting people in here. Uh, all, all these racist fucking people get mad when they kneel during the national anthem like that but music was the one i had to suffer and then like i have you know like my friends who do live in missouri don't understand why i get mad when they're like being little shits about this about not like getting their vaccines and shit like that but you know and they're like well like my industry requires it do you want me to just like make this podcast for more of the focus more of my work on this podcast like don't you want me to make music too like fuck also i'm okay we have to get to this. We have to get to this point. Here, here's the point I do. I want to say with these vaccines. So I get it. If you're a little like on the on the fence about it, when they finally got approved by the FDA and people actually started getting vaccines, like my mom got hers in like December, like that was like a month after because it was like November. Uh, they found one that worked. Pfizer found one that works. They got it to work. Then the FDA approved it pretty quickly, and then by December, my mom got it because their schools were like, everyone gets the vac. We just gotta get the vaccine out to everyone we can. Um, that was my mom's school because I think parents, regardless of their uh, political beliefs, they <laughs> political beliefs, um, they they all decided it's like we don't want our kids to be at home, so we want to make sure the teachers are good. So that was the thing. Um, but you know. I got my, you know, my mom got mine in December. I think my dad got his January, February, or March, something like that. I got mine in April, like beginning of April, and my second one was the end of April. So, you know, at that point, though, if you're, like, suspicious, like, well, it was, it was kind of a quick, but it was, like, a very urgent, urgently needed, obviously. Um, but at some point, don't you realize that, hey, thousands of people are not dying from this vaccine, I think I'm going to be okay. So at that point, to me, it's just like, I'll get it. And they're like, well, they're, they're going to microchip you. I'm like, they're, they're tracking you on the phone or whatever device you're listening to this podcast on right now. They're tracking you on that. So shut the fuck up. That's all I have to say. Oh, this next article. Oh, man, this one puts a smile on my face. This one's from the New York Post. Um... Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up hits a billion YouTube views. From the New York Post, uh, Rick Astley and haters are never gonna give up watching his hit song on YouTube, which just surpassed 1 billion views. The official video for Never Gonna Give You Up, which was released 34 years ago this week, now has over 1 billion views on YouTube. The song became significantly more popular and memed with the rise of Rickrolling, an internet prank in which people are fooled into clicking on a hyperlink that leads to the music video. The video even picked up an 
an extra 2.3 million views on this year's April Fool's Day alone. The viral sensation's journey to 1 billion views began even before the official video was posted to YouTube. In 2007, 4chan user helped give a head start to the Rick rolling trend, so much so that Ashley performed at the 2008 Macy's, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Ashley also won the MTV Europe Music Award for Best Act Ever in 2008 for the song after a widespread internet voting effort. The video was posted in 2009, and by then, he had already become popular, once again, on social media. Million. What the fuck am I saying? One billion views for Never Gonna Give You Up on YouTube. Amazing, crazy, wonderful, he tweeted on Wednesday. The official YouTube Twitter account replied, an iconic moment for a YouTube icon. Congrats, Rick. When releasing the song... When released, the song reached number one in the UK for five weeks, as well as number one in 24 other countries. Ashley wasn't originally thrilled with the reemergence of the song, but his daughter kept him optimistic. By noting that the song made him a long-lasting household name after the song peaked in 1988. While 1 billion views is huge feat on YouTube, a few other songs have beat him by a lot. Uh, Gangnam Style, which re reached 1 billion views back in 2012, now has 4.13 billion. Leading the pack is Baby Shark, with a whopping 9 billion views. Never Gonna Give You Up is the fourth music video from the 1980s to reach the achievement behind Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine, AHA's Take On Me, and Michael Jackson's Billy Jean. Astley is commemorating the achievement with the release of a new Never Gonna Give You Up limited edition signed, numbered, and colored 7-inch vinyl single. So, obviously, first of all, I'm obviously thrilled about this. I think Rick Astley is phenomenal. If you want to know, I brought in a prop. So, let's look at this. Yeah, you see it. Never Gonna Give You Up, the album that was on. I have it. And you don't. So you can suck it. So, uh, you know, um, and it's actually in pretty good condition, FYI. So I like Rick Astley. I don't know why people, people even like talk about hating. I like the prank ideas. So like, do, 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 do. The idea of like someone's forcing you to listen to that song. I like the joke. Uh, however, like the song is pretty good. Like, I don't know why people talk shit about that song. It is a great, it's a great song. And honestly, I, limited edition signed, I might be buying that seven inch final single. Just so you know, I actually don't have any. I have a pretty big record. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know what your standard you think of big record collection is, but I have a good. I like my record collection. It has quality over quantity to me, if that makes sense. I mean, I have a good quantity, but I actually like all the records I have with some misfits in between that are just like jokes and funny. Like someone bombing like five Bill Cosby. Records. So I have five fucking Bill Cosby records. Um, yeah, man, it kind of sucks. But anyways, no. Why do we hate that song? We're no strings. Like it's a good song. Know the rules, and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. Like it's a very cheesy song, obviously, but it's a good song. And you know, you think about how music is made. And like, it's a weird thing. I never like suggesting music to people. I know it's a cool, a lot of people like doing it. And I mean, I've done it before. Like, you should listen to this band or whatever. But, you know, for me, it's hard to recommend music because it's like, I don't, I can't, I don't really understand someone's personal taste. And, you know, you can talk about how a song is good. You can explain it with music theory. You can explain it with all sorts of just like scientific evidence of how your brain works and how your brain likes something. Yada, yada, yada. You can just explain 
ad nauseum about a song, like how the song is very smartly made, smartly if that's a word, and how a song is terrible and why it's good. Like I watched a video, I'm like, why Beverly Hills by Blink-182 sucks. And it was like taking that melody, and you put different music behind it. You know, you can hear like those mashups all the time. It's like, oh, this still sounds horrible. Um, but then the chorus is catchy, and that's why it was a single. So it was, it was a weird thing. Like you can describe how a song's bad. You can describe how a song's good, and you can have really good points behind either one. But at the end of the day, though, every human's a little bit different. And with music, you just you can sit there and listen to a song, and you can be like, you know what? I know all the flaws with this song. However, I like listening to it. That's the weirdest thing with all our brains is that our brains are all so fucking different. And we can't... If we like a song, we like the song. It doesn't matter if it's a good song or a bad song. If our brain's like, I like this. And we're like, I like this song too. To me, it's like, you don't really have to explain that to someone. You can just be like, I like the song. Um... I can't really explain why. I don't have to explain why because it's your brain, everyone's brain is super weird. You don't have to explain why you like a song or dislike a song. Um, it's, just, it's just your brain's preference. It's just how you are as a person. Like, I like this song. I know the flaws, but I like it. That's, that's something with a song. And I guess a lot of people don't like Never Gonna Give You Up, but I do. I think it's a great song. And I think, you know, chord progression, I think Rick Astley is a great singer. He's a really good guitar player, too. Um, if y'all should go check out his cover of... Uh, Everlong by the Foo Fighters. Like, he's really good. And I guess he's friends with them, too. But, uh, no, Rick Astley is great, folks, and uh, we should start respecting the name a little bit more. That's just, uh, and that's coming from Shweezy. So, last article we have for today. Um, we're just, I'm just going to update you all on uh, the state of Florida. That's rough, buddy. Um, this is from People magazine or the website i got it off the website so i don't know if i should say people magazine or the people website um but who the fuck cares uh florida man hospitalized after putting his hand inside jaguar exhibit at jacksonville zoo congratulations you played yourself a florida man was hospitalized on wednesday after he jumped over a gate and stuck his hand inside the jaguar exhibit at the jacksonville zoo the man was not identified but jacksonville fire rescue told wjxt that he is in his 20s he has non-life-threatening injuries and is expected to survive uh, the incident occurred wednesday afternoon when the man scaled a great gate at the range of the jaguar exhibit he then put his hand inside the pen and was clawed by one of the jaguars the zoo the deputy zoo director dan maloney told the news station one witness explained that the man appeared to be antagonizing the big cats before trying to make contact wjxt reports this is an individual that was wasn't using his head deputy zoo director dan maloney said adding that luckily the animal was not able to latch onto the man's hand uh, the had the cat done so it would have been a very different story maloney warned this is the only time a visitor has been injured since the jaguar exhibit opened 11 years ago wjxt reports officials reminded zoo goers that it is advised that they do not engage with animals or try to jump over the fence put in place for their safety the jacksonville zoo did not immediately respond to people's request for comment so that's rough buddy you know so you know i've i mean obviously this dude is a republican you know the new r word and uh so he's just stupid. Like, I'm going to put the fucking cat. I'm like, why? You know, I don't get, 
I, I guarantee this guy's white. Only white people do this shit. Like this idea, like, you know, like the Tiger King's like, I'm going to hang out with these tigers. Uh-oh, the tiger ripped my arm off. Why would it do that? You know, shit like that. Uh, huh, I wonder why. Um, so anyways, um, anyways, it's kind of, you know, I think there, there's a lot of thing with a lot of animals. They are more scared of you. A lot of them, they're just scared all the time. So I follow... One, this guy, Dank Pods, um, he has a pet snake named Frank. It's a she, but it's named Frank. And he's like, he's pretty funny. And then he just yells at the snake. But snakes don't have like ears or I guess the process to hear sounds. So the snake just doesn't move. It's like, Frank, what are you doing, Frank? Frank, quit licking the leaves in your planetarium or whatever. And like he explains that like snakes will just bite because they're like scared of you and stuff like that. And like snakes are always just like scared and anxious and stuff like that. I have to assume a lot of animals are like that. Uh, with, a, with something else that they don't know. And uh, I do not want to know what this fucking guy was expecting to happen. Um, the fact that it sounds like he just got scratched or whatever. Non-life-threatening injuries. Um, yeah. Clawed by one of the jaguars. So yeah, it sounds like he just got kind of beat up by the cat. Which the cat was probably just trying to protect itself that's probably all all it was trying to do it was just trying to staying alive staying alive huh 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 staying alive that was horrible the way i sang that but uh anyways folks uh if you see a big cat type animal don't fuck around with it that's gonna be my life advice for you today look at you you were able to get your hands on a playstation 5 or an xbox series x Look at how lucky you are, but you don't have any games to play with it. Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, what if I told you that you could play games for a fraction of the new game price? Well, today's sponsor, Gamefly, is here to help you out. You probably already know that Gamefly is the best video game rental service out there. Let's be real. There's some games you're going to keep forever, which for me are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Most games out there, you're only going to play once, then never pick up again. I know I bought some games that are now just taking up space on a shelf, which sucks. That's where Gamefly comes in perfectly because Gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there. You can keep the games as long as you want. And when you're done, you just send it back and then get your next game in the mail very quickly, like two days. And if you end up loving the game you rented, you can even keep the purchase from Gamefly and pay a used game price, which is a great price. Using our link in the description today, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Look at you, you fat piece of shit. Hashtag pray for Micah. Looks like you haven't moved a muscle in the last year. Why not try and lose some extra weight and work towards a healthy lifestyle? To do that, though, you are going to need some fitness supplements to get the most out of your workout. That's where today's sponsor, FNX Fitness, comes in handy. Losing weight? Gaining muscle? Or do you need the energy to do a workout in the first place? That's where FNX Fitness comes in. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any 
any sport and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. And another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase, so uh, go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So... It was recently Mick Jagger's birthday. Mick Jagger, for those of you who don't know, he is the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. And uh, I feel like that band is just kind of weird because they've been famous for way too long. And uh, when you're famous for so long, you act different, if that makes any sense. Um, Mick Jagger is no uh, exception uh, to that situation. So... He he posted, like, on his Instagram stories this. I had to, like, screen record from my phone all of this information. So, um, uh, first of all, uh, yeah, so let me just show you right now. Thanks for the birthday wishes. So, yeah, um. That's rough, buddy. A lot of weird, a lot of weird shit going on in that video. Uh, first of all, he's not playing piano any good. Um, it is cool that he has like one of the oldest keyboards that have ever existed. Like one of those that like they still work well, but it's like super old. I bet you like the older keyboards just weigh so fucking much. Uh, the keyboard I have, like it's specifically made to be really like, super light and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, yeah, but he has like the oldest one in the world, which is cool that he keeps his shit around. Well, um, good for him. So, for those of you who don't know, they're like, maybe I should, like, keep up with McJagger, um, like you do with Garth Brooks. I'm gonna be honest with you, it's not as weird as Garth. Uh, Garth is a lot weirder on, uh, his social media. Um. And I really like that. But, uh, now, McJagger's pretty, a pretty, pretty tame, uh, for the most part. Was, this is, like, the first video I've ever seen. It's, he very much posts like an old person does on the internet, uh, just for the most part from what we can tell you. Um, well, those of you who don't know why I'm interested in McJagger, um, one situation you should know, he runs eight miles a day, and he's like uh, 78 years old. He's 78 years old. He runs eight miles a day. And uh, if he ever wants to give himself a little bit of a treat, um, he'll apparently have a Guinness, uh, just one beer, but apparently he only drinks half of it. A little full one's a little too much for good old Mick Jagger. Um, and then also weird thing is he did recently have a kid like two years ago. So he's 78 years old. His wife is 34 years old. M Melanie Hamrick. She's 34. He's like twice her age. I don't know. Like, she had a kid with him. That's, you know, that is something. She did have a kid with him. But do you really think she's she loves him? Or she just wants that fucking McJagger money? Oh, hello, I'm McJagger. Thanks for the birthday wishes, everyone. Uh, unless he plays piano horribly. 34, like, I've dated women older than that. I've dated women older than her. That's just fucking weird. 
She's like, she's not even like, she's only a couple years older than me. And like, like she's a millennial. What the fuck does she see in like fucking Mick Jagger? That's a good question. Like, I mean, besides, she, I know what she sees. She sees his money. Like she has to be in it for the money. Like I can't uh, imagine she's in it for anything else. She has to be in it for the money. That's 100% true. Oh, this is a good one. Fortnite, the game I play a lot on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the shweezy. I uh, got into a little bit of heat with them. Uh, not a lot of heat, but I, I, I make it sound like it's a bigger deal than it is. Um, so I got like an email from Epic Games. They, they're the ones who own Fortnite. And so let me just go ahead, read to you the email I received. Uh, Epic Games has initiated a display name reset on your account. If you are receiving this message, you have either requested a display name change or have had your display name reset due to inappropriate content. Please click the button below to change the display name associated with your Epic Games account. So my my uh, my username was uh, the Foreplay King, all one word, the Foreplay King, um, which is apparently inappropriate. Uh, just like when I tried to make my Xbox gamer tag, uh, they thought that was inappropriate too. So apparently, foreplay is now inappropriate, people. Um, most of you think, oh, foreplay isn't inappropriate. That's foreplay is like a nice thing. Uh, not according to Epic Games or Xbox. Uh, apparently, foreplay is uh, not appropriate. It's inappropriate according to that. New name there, it's it's the same. Well, I mean, when I switch my Xbox on Fortnite, like on X, when you play Fortnite on Xbox, it'll display your Xbox gamer tag, and that one was always the, and then the number four, Play King. Uh, so that is my new username on uh, Fortnite. So, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal be, to begin with because I play mostly on uh, Xbox unless I'm, like, out somewhere and I travel with my Switch or whatever, uh, which isn't much anymore, but... uh uh, you know, with that, um, regardless of the situation, what we can say is uh, that uh, foreplay is now inappropriate, and Epic finally got on my case for that for like the 2019s when I bought, like October 2019s when I first started playing Fortnite, and uh, from then until now, apparently being the foreplay king. Uh, was appropriate, but now foreplay is inappropriate. Did the Zoomers get a hold of this shit and decide that foreplay is inappropriate? I don't know, but am I going to make a big deal out of it? You bet your ass I'm going to, and uh, so if you hear me complaining that uh, foreplay is inappropriate, uh, just know I'm being, uh, I'm just free-falling because I'm being a little petty, Tom Petty. So now I want to do a little, our uh, favorite segment, uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Now, scraping the bottom of the barrel is, um, me going on BuzzFeed, um, and looking for content there and going over it. Um, why, that's why we call it bottom of the barrel, because I'm literally on BuzzFeed. It's literally bottom of the barrel content. And, uh, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Let's just get right into it, folks. Let's, let's just get right into it, as Philip DeFranco would say. Um, so this is uh, the article we have here today. 19 song lyrics that people completely misunderstood. Um, 
Let's just start with it here. It says, uh, we asked members of the BuzzFeed community to tell us which popular song lyrics they had hilariously misheard. Here are some of those lyrics that they didn't quite hear right, dot, 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 and that maybe you didn't either. All right, number one is Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling. Uh, in Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling, he sings, I got this feeling inside my bo- I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. And I thought he said, I got this feeling inside my balls. It goes electric, baby, when you turn me on. Okay, I'm trying to remember how the... I got this feeling inside my balls. It goes electric, baby. I got this feeling inside my bones. I don't know how you misheard that. I would play it, but copyright strike, and I'm not going to do that shit. I'm not going to deal with that shit. Mm, No, we... We have to we have to see here. Um, I don't know how you heard bones. You heard balls instead of bones. My balls. L's and N's are way too different sounding. Like they don't sound too similar to me. I don't know how you got balls out of bones. Okay, I can get I can get the the similarities. Balls and boner, but balls. And the penis shaft are different because pee is stored in the balls. That's why it's called the penis. And if you're a woman, just a reminder, you're like, I don't have balls. I'm like, yes, you do. They're on the inside. So um, this one, uh, uh, got this feeling inside my balls. Um, if I'm going to rank it, I, I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, no, I don't No, Crazy. Next up, John Mayer's Your Body is a Wonderland. Uh, My best friend used to sing, Nevada is a Wonderland, instead of Your Body is a Wonderland. So, Nevada is your Wonderland, Nevada is your Wonderland, Nevada is your Wonderland. How do you get that? How do you get Nevada is a Wonderland? And how do you... Your Body is a Wonderland. That's the name of the song. How are you messing up the name of the song? Nevada is a wonderland. It doesn't even make sense. Your body is a wonderland. Even with that John Mayer boy voice. Um, even when I listened to Sob Rock for the first time today. Really good. I like I like Sob Rock. It's, it's a really good album. Great job, Johnny. Um, but yeah, this one, Nevada is a wonderland. I don't, I don't, I don't think... I don't know how you got to that. That is crazy. How... That came to your mind. Nevada is, when the song's called Your Body is a Wonderland. <laughs> How did we get here, folks? I don't fucking know. Um, so, number two, John Mayer, Your Body is a Wonderland. I'm going to say stupid. Okay, so we're going to go with stupid or reasonable. That's how we're going to rate these. Um, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. That stupid. John Mayer, your Nevada is a Wonderland. Uh, also stupid. Uh, next up, number three, Madonna's Hung Up. Uh, I always thought that Madonna sang Taco Spice So Lonely in Hung Up instead of Time Goes By So Slowly. Uh, I felt so bad for that Taco Spice my entire childhood. What? Uh, I always thought Taco Spice So Lonely, Time Goes By So Slowly. Taco Spice So Lonely, Time Goes By So Slowly. Okay, so, okay, I guess you were a child when you heard this initially, so I guess we can't, like, be too judgmental on you. Um, 
what I will say, uh, don't go by so lonely. Tacos by so lonely. Time goes by so slowly. But you know, I am gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna say this is reasonable. Uh, it's not the stupidest. I mean, it is a stupid thing that you think it would say taco spice, but you're probably a child, and children are stupid, as we all know. Um, so, um... Congratulations, you played yourself. But it is reasonable. That is something we will, um, go on with saying for the rest of our lives, that it is normal for you, okay? All right, number four. Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Uh, for years, I thought Whitney Houston was singing Bittersweet Man Maurice instead of Bittersweet Memories uh, in I Will Always Love You. Um, Maurice? Memories. Memories, Maurice. Okay. That one, okay, we're going to go with reasonable on that one. Um, I'm not saying it's the best. Um, bittersweet Maurice. Okay, that is very reasonable. Maurice. Memories. Same, you know, I think it fits. It can fit a little bit. Uh, you could easily think there, too. But uh, it's weird. There's a generation that doesn't know about dollies. I will always love you. That's something uh, very easy. So this one, we're going with reasonable. And I really like that. Okay. Number five, uh, Seal's Kiss from a Rose. I thought Seal was saying, I've been kissed by a rose on the brain. Why wouldn't you get kissed by a rose on the gray? What does that mean? Ooh, I've been kissed by a rose on the brain. Brain, green, gray. Okay, I get that. Okay, gray does make a lot. Of, okay, gray is not the stupidest one we've heard so far. Um, I mean, the, the stupidest one we've heard so far is, I got this feeling inside my balls. That's rough, buddy. And... That, with, with that being said, I yeah, I mean that makes a little bit more sense than a lot of the stupid shit I've heard. Um, kiss by the rose on the brain. Ooh, I'm gonna get a you, stranger refuse. Yeah, that's a fucking classic. I love Seal. Seal is great, everyone, and we all should respect Seal a lot more. Um, number six, ELO's Evil Woman. Uh, I was 17 and jamming out to the song in the car with my family and loudly singing Medieval Woman in the chorus. I got some weird looks from my dad because it's Evil Woman. I'm still not convinced that isn't what they're singing. Medieval Woman, Evil Woman. Hmm, Evil Woman. Yeah, that, one's re that one's reasonable. This is the type of guy you get. Um, that, that's easily, um, yeah, that's easy. Medieval evil evil woman medieval uh yeah that can be easily summed up I, you're not stupid that's that could be if you don't know the title of the song you could easily mm, evil woman so yeah if you, especially if he has like a close his mouth evil woman stuff like that yeah it could easily be messed up so you're not stupid and i really like that um you just uh didn't know anything about the artist that's okay I don't know a lot about ELO either, so. Or ELOs. I actually don't know that band very well. <laughs> um, Enrique Iglesias, Bal Balamos. Uh, until I was 22, I thought the line in Enrique Iglesias, Balamos, uh, was Te Quiero Amarillo, which translates to I Love Yellow. It wasn't until someone, my friends and I were having a 90s throwback on a road trip, and then I realized that the word Te Quiero Amor Mio, uh, I love you, my love, guess 
ta- talking about Enrique's love for yellow made sense to my seven-year-old self. Now, let's be honest here. You're If you don't know Spanish, which it kind of sounds like you do, Amarillo, te amor mio. Okay, I can, in my butchered Spanish speaking, I can say that that is, uh, that was a little messed up. Uh, now that you're not the dumbest person, uh, in the room, uh, cause if you don't know Spanish, you probably don't. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. What's going on with my computer? It keeps stopping for some reason. Oh, the recording. I don't know what's going on. Disc too slow or whatever. Oh, I, anyways, move on, move on. Number eight, uh, funds some nights. Now this is a band I love. So what I heard, my heart is breaking for my sister in the condom she called love was what the lyrics really are. My heart is breaking for my sister in the con that she called love. I walk around school saying like this, this like a freaking weirdo. I didn't know the con was in. I know she didn't say condom. My heart's breaking for my sister in the one that she calls love. That's what I thought the lyrics were. In the condom she called love. And... Con that condom. So that's not, that's reasonable. That's not, uh, super weird. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So I'm going to give you a reasonable on that one because I honestly have been listening to this song almost 10 years. And, uh, this is my retrospective album. Like what's going, what am I doing with life? And I listen to this song. It's breaking for my sister in the con that she called love. I'm breaking for my sister in the condom she called love. That, yeah, sometimes, not everyone, I guess, is a, a good songwriter like me. So, uh, Ride or Die Volume 2 out now where you stream your music. Um, so, yeah, okay, I guess, yeah, that, that is reasonable. Um, and I really like that. Next one, number nine, Toto's Africa. I missed the rains down in Africa for 30 fucking years. I thought Toto sang, I missed the rains down in Africa. The actual lyrics, I bless the rains down in Africa. I miss the rain, I bless the rain, bless, miss, bless. Makes zero, I bo- makes zero sense. Now, I kind of see where you're coming from. I miss the rains down, I bless the, because they both kind of end the same. However... I miss from my songwriting standpoint I don't think I miss the rains down in Africa um cause it doesn't make any fucking sense to the song and uh that's something that's important to me so I'm gonna call this uh stupid congratulations you played yourself okay um number t- 10 Drake's One Dance I need a one dance. Okay. I thought Drake was saying, I need a one dance. Thought I had to be up my ass. One more time while I go. I had power there. I didn't know. I can't remember how the melody goes. Uh, so that's why I need one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. One more time before I go. Higher power is taking a hold on me. Okay. <laughs> I need a one dance. I thought I had to be up my ass. You really think thought that I'm like you could hear it once and you're like is that what they said but then you're like no that's completely not it but if you like continue believing that that was the lyric it makes you a little stupid so uh we're giving you the stupid here congratulations you played yourself so 
if you think anyone writing a song had a bee at my ass, it's just a little stupid. Uh. All right. Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball. The lyrics for Wrecking Ball, for the longest time I swore Miley was saying, I came in like a rainbow instead of I came in like a wrecking ball. So, the song called Wrecking Ball, I came in like a rainbow. It's not even sound similar. How do you get that? How do you get rainbow out of Wrecking Ball? Wrecking. Rainbow. Wrecking. Rainbow. Wrecking. They, they sound way too different. What we're going to go here, folks, you know what we're doing here. Uh, you are stupid. Congratulations. You played yourself. Okay, next one, uh, number 12, uh, Sia's Chandelier. Everyone used to tell me how much they loved Chandelier by Sia, and I couldn't wait to hear it. Like, two years later, I Googled it, and it was like, ooh, this is Chandelier? Why the hell is it called that? I thought Swing from the Chandelier was sweet, gonna sweet opportunity. How do you get sweet opportunity out of Swing? Uh, swing from the chandelier swing opportunity opportunity a little dumb folks um it's a little dumb I, I don't make those rules but that sounds pretty fucking dumb um yeah so we're gonna go with uh, stupid on this one too uh congratulations you played yourself I don't make the rules I just make them and Anyway, let's move on. Uh, number 13, Cheryl Crow's The First Cut is the Deepest. One of my sister's friends thought the lyrics to Cheryl Crow's The First Cut is the Deepest were, uh, The First God is the Jesus. What? First Cut is the Deepest. The First God is the Jesus. So... I know I'm not supposed to shame people for not understanding how songwriting works, but at what point do you write a chorus that says, the first God is the Jesus, instead of the first cut is the deepest? I don't know how you get that idea from that. But anyways, we're calling you fucking stupid. Congratulations. You played yourself. Um, Timbaland and One Republic's, uh apologize instead of it's too late to apologize i was convinced they were saying it's too late to call the job it's too late oh um i'm gonna give you the reasonable there not too late to call the job ryan tedder's not like the crisp wasn't crisply singing that i would say so i would say that's a little bit reasonable on your end to understand that um but uh no shame no Shame November is what we will continue to tell you. So don't worry. Be happy. Uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. All right, number 15. We're almost done with this list. Um, Macy Gray's I Try. For when that song came out and up to about a month ago, I had been singing I Got Bobos When You Are Not Here, and my boyfriend died laughing and corrected me, saying it's the world crumbles when you are not here. Uh, close enough. We're calling you stupid here. I go Bobos when you are not here. What? How do you? How do you? How does your brain do that, Bobos? I got 
my world crumbles to I go Bobos. We don't know what we're gonna do. All right. Uh, so congratulations, you played yourself. So yep. Ah. Uh, Bloodhound Gangs, The Bad Touch. Uh, the lyrics to Bloodhound Gangs, The Bad Touch are actually, yes, I'm Siskel, yes, I'm Eber, and you're going getting two thumbs up. I used to think the song's lyrics were, yes, I'm Cisco, yes, I'm evil, and you're going and getting your thongs up. In my defense, the thong song was a big hit at the time, and I was only 12. I'm giving you a reasonable on this one. Um, yes, I'm Cisco, yes, I'm Siskel, Cisco, Cisco, Yes, I'm Ebert, evil, and that sounds pretty close, uh, and you're getting your thongs up. That one's the part I could say, thumbs, thongs, okay, no, this is totally reasonable. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is like a totally be, totally reasonable, uh, thing that you, that you thought of. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shame you for this. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. So, yep, number 17, we only got a couple more left. <laughs> Megan Trainer's Lips Are Moving. I thought the line, I might be young, but I ain't stupid, from Lips Are Moving by Megan Trainer was, I might be dumb, but I ain't stupid. Uh, still think it fits pretty well with the song. Dumb, but I ain't. I might be young, but I ain't stupid. Young and, yeah, okay, young and dumb. So, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a reasonable on that one. So, uh, and also, Megan Trainer sucks. I, I really don't think... She's probably one of the worst artists, I believe, is out there right now. And I don't... I can't see any positive things I can say about her. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, and also, just remember... Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. So, yeah. Number 18, Rihanna's Love the Way You Lie. In Love the Way You Lie, part two, I used to think Rihanna's saying, well, maybe I'm a Mexican instead of... So, maybe I'm a masochist. I'll give you a reasonable on that one. Uh, Mexican masochist. Um, they do sound super similar, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold that over you. I'm not gonna shame you. I'm not gonna do that shit. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, yep, I will give you that one. Uh, last but not least, Panic at the Disco. I write sins, not tragedies. I thought the line from Panic's "I write sins, not tragedies" was, "Haven't you people ever heard of closing the garden door?" Uh, not haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? Uh, it wasn't until three years ago when I sang along to it with friends. Um, so in a, I will say in a songwriting fashion, people ever heard of closing the garden door? Doesn't make a lot of sense in a songwriting sense. But however. I get how you could have goddamn garden door. I can see how you got that mixed up. So I'm not going to shame you for that. I'm going to give you benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say reasonable. And I really like that. So that's what we have for BuzzFeed today. Um, are we better people now for knowing any of this? No. But did we scrape the bottom of the barrel? You bet your ass we did. We live in a society in our current society, actually having to physically walk into a liquor store should be a thing of the past. That's why I get all my booze from Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do basically anything the hell I want. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. 
Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may also have a minimum order or delivery fee. So, using the link in our description today, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Cooking your own meals are for people with proper amounts of serotonin, which is no one. Are you depressed and hungry? Well, you're still going to be depressed, but you no longer have to be hungry thanks to today's sponsor, DoorDash. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you are craving directly to your door. Even while I'm dieting, I still get food from Wingstop, Chipotle, and even Central Barbecue here in Nashville. I like that. Uh, with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can get $10 off each of your first three DoorDash orders over $15 when you sign up using the link in our description. Treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from DoorDash today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So when life gets you down... Just know I'm here to turn that frown upside down. That sounds like a lyric I would have made up uh, when I was in high school trying to write music. But uh, no, t- today, right now, this moment, we are, I'm going to solve all your relationship problems. And uh, no, none of you asked, but I'm here to save the day. Uh, let's just get into our first question. My wife wants us to have more sex, but I'm thinking of asking her for an open marriage instead. My wife has always been at a healthy weight during our relationship. Now she's at least 50 pounds heavier, and my attraction towards her is at an all-time low. She tells... <coughs> Sorry for folks who get annoyed with me burping. She tells me she wants me to have more sex, but she doesn't address the issue with her weight, despite... Actually, he put her weight, despite me telling her I was thinking about asking her if we could have an open marriage. That way, we both get what we want. She wants to have more sex, and I get to have sex, but with someone I actually want to have sex with. We're still young in our marriage, three years, no kids, so I figured it's perhaps worth bringing up. Buddy, uh, man, if you bring this up to your wife... Congratulations, you played yourself. Buddy, I hope you have a great funeral, because this sounds awful. So, three years married, I'm assuming you had a relationship before that. Um, gonna make some educated guesses, uh, because, uh... This is the type of guy you get. Um, buddy, do not say this, because it doesn't sound like she wants to have an open relationship. Uh, it sounds like you no longer want to have sex with your wife. Um, so, there's, there's many ways, um... To solve this problem. I know there's a good answer to solve this. I'm not going to give that answer. I've just decided today I am not going to give that answer. Uh, today I'm going to give you what I would probably do. And uh, that's probably why you listen to the show because you're more interested in what I'm going to do versus uh, yada, 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 what someone else does. Um, uh, so I'm going to make an educated guess and she's probably not going to want an open marriage. She, she you said she's 50 pounds heavier. Um, and you're just not attracted anymore. So a couple things you can do there, uh, you know, maybe be honest and tell her that ever since she's gained a little bit of weight, uh, it's hard to get your dick hard. Just be like, it's, I love you, but my dick is hard. It's not getting hard. 
uh, with your current looks. So maybe we can do some weight loss together. Something we could try doing it together. Whatever, whatever is going to work to help her uh, be motivated and disciplined. Well, that's one thing I've learned that you can do a lot of things in life as long as you're disciplined. That's why you see people like I just can't figure out how I. That's why I want you know I watch like my six hundred pound life and all these fat people shows, and they're like I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I'm like it's called discipline. You have to have discipline if you want to lose weight. Um, anyways, no. So if you get the discipline, she'll lose the weight. Um, I don't think fat shaming her is going to help in this situation. Um, because I would I would just be like look at you hey you fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to work in this situation. Uh, one thing, like, yeah, I'd say your attraction's probably at an all-time low. That's one thing. Maybe try to help her lose weight. Maybe that's going to be a good a good thing to help out with. Another thing you can do, um, pretend she's someone else. So you know how when uh, you, you jerk off to porn? Um, pretend that you're having sex with someone you want to have sex with. That can be a good thing. Just don't. Put their name in your mouth when you are plowing her. That's a good. That's a good sign. I would say, do not put, not say someone else's name. That's when you fuck up that situation. When you're like thinking about having sex with someone else, but you're with your wife or whatever. Not an idea. Um, another idea. Maybe put on some porn while you have sex. I mean, works for some people. I always think it's weird just because like porn is mainly made for just like men. In general, so like I don't know the idea of uh, I don't know the idea of putting women in in uh, uh, having women watch porn too, which is kind of funny to me. But uh, porn's also gotten a lot funnier, so like it's a it's a good time all around. Like you maybe enjoy the plot uh, and shit like that. Porn, yeah, porn is literally just funny now. It's like not even like I don't even know if I even enjoy porn for actually the to help me jerk off or whatever or masturbate, I think I enjoyed a little bit more for the plot. And that's like the saddest thing any human being has ever said in their life. Um, just got to make sure food's coming my way. So, um, yeah. So watch porn together, uh, pretend she's someone else. I'm going to make the, the solid announcement that asking to open up your marriage is not going to do good. Cause if she's probably at her worst right now, I'm just going to say this, like, I don't think she's going to feel confident enough to want to be fucking around with other dudes. It just sounds like you want to fuck anyone else but your wife. And, you know, when you've, you know, you sleep with the same person for so long, like, it has to get boring. It gets boring. Like, it's just common sense. You just got to learn how to spice things up. I'm going to decide, yeah. But also, I mean, if 50 pounds heavier, though, that's a lot of weight, too. Like, maybe... I don't know, subliminally message her about, you know, getting, doing her, helping her with her weight or something like that. Don't, like, outright say that. Or you can. I don't care about your marriage. Um, but uh, you could just be like, hey, you could just put subliminal messages, like put mirrors around your house. Or one thing that helped me uh, get less fat, because I'm, I'm a fluctuator now, I guess. I'm like, I'll get, uh, I'll, I was really bad for a while, and then I, dropped a lot then i gained a lot back and then i dropped some again now i'm in a weird spot um you know one thing you can always do um what what helped me was i was in like one of those public locations with a mirror wall type thing and i was like look at that fat piece of shit and i was like oh that's me that's what helped me be like i need to lose some fucking weight um but i don't know yeah maybe her health 50 pounds i that is a lot 
So, I don't know, maybe convince her with her health, but I think I've been talking about this way too fucking long. All right, next question. Are self-harm scars on a guy a red flag? I made a friend who was definitely interested in me. He's kind, intelligent, protective, financially smart, disciplined, very clean, and very fit. I hate that very clean is a, like, point for women, uh, for men. And I keep myself pretty clean, and apparently, I don't know if that helps me. I It's not... I've, I've realized this about myself. Um, my singleness is not because of my appearance or anything about that. It's because I'm fucking annoying. And uh, I've also learned that you can actually talk to women uh, and you can get their phone numbers and uh, hit it off with them. If you're not a complete drunk all the time, that's also a good sign. Um, let me go back into this person's problems because we're not going to talk about mine. He takes care of his house, his appearance, not to the point of vanity and his life. He's very attentive to me right now and wants to share everything with me. Of course, we've only known each other a few months. It's normal at this point. Ha ha ha. Uh, he told me about his stint with self-harm in middle school. He says he had self-esteem issues from moving to a new country and body image issues, as in his words, he was fat at the time. He says seeing a therapist help him work through those issues, he has scars on his arms and legs. I've never encountered self-harm scars on a guy. Should I see this as a red flag? It makes me nervous. It if someone can pull a knife on themselves, one day they might also pull a knife on me. Or am I thinking about this the wrong way as i get to know him he is also highly self-critical has occasional days of low mood and can be stubborn but he has been treating me so well thanks in advance for the advice um why did i pick a topic so sad for this show isn't this supposed to be like a funny show um but yeah now let's get i'll, I'll fix your problems uh, I'm, I'm here to fix everything for everyone everyone always um so uh, I couldn't get into, I'll, I'll go with my experience. I couldn't get into the self-harm stuff. I, I don't know. I guess I didn't get a rise out of it. But I think, I believe the reason why people do that shit um, is because there's like a, it's like a, there's a feeling up to it that they like, that they get a rise out of. And it helps them with like being depressed and shit like that. Um, he's with a therapist. You said he's talked to a therapist, helped him. We're okay. So he's with the therapist. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm going to say in this situation with the self-harm, um, it's more to relieve depression and, uh, some, probably some mental health issues in regards to the situation. I, I, I obviously see your concern where like, you're worried, like this guy's going to fucking murder me, <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think he has that bone in his body with the self-harm. I think self-harm is a little bit different than the. Uh, I'm going to murder my spouse uh, type situation because those situations can be a little bit different uh, than the than the idea. Yeah. With the self-harm, I feel like the self-harm is probably not a red flag in regards to what I would say in a situation of you getting hurt by this guy. Like, I don't think this guy has a, uh, a mental ability that he just wants to murder you or like hurt you in any type of way, physically at least. He might hurt you mentally, which um, that's the best way to hurt someone mentally. It's like you could hurt someone physically, but those leave marks. You can hurt someone mentally, and uh, you can get away with it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying you can, folks. Um, but no, this looks like just a mental health issue and. He's, when you have mental health issues, you just look for any sort of way to cope with any of your problems. This guy chose to hurt himself. 
I'm not saying it's good. It's not a good thing. Don't do that. Don't do that shit. But, but yeah, no, I guess he, he had very low self-esteem. He was just trying to cope in any way possible he could with, with this situation. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what he did. I guess he's, he's worked on it at least. Like, you have a guy who's going to therapy. It's very hard to find one of those guys who's going to therapy. Or start a podcast, because if you can't afford therapy, you just start a podcast. That's what you do. That's just how life works. You just start a podcast, okay, instead of going to therapy. That's the way it is. So, I would not worry about this being a red flag. However, his mental health issues could be not a red flag, but baggage that you have. And uh, just realize that going in, this is the baggage you deal with. And uh, baggage comes with all relationships and all all I hope for you is with when anyone has baggage, I have baggage. Any woman I talk to will have baggage. Um, all we hope is that they can figure out their baggage and get wheels on it. So uh, it won't be uh, hard to move along with. Maybe matching too, because that's cool. All right. Next question. How do I handle my boyfriend's insecurities? Hi, I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend, both 21, for six-ish months. His insecurities revolve around the fact that he thinks I compare him to others. In his mind, I've done nothing to signal this when, in fact, I've never done anything to show that and that I don't actually love him and don't want to be with him. Again, I've never done anything to show that. Example, I was telling him about how our mutual friend now owns her own business. Yay, her! Uh, then I asked him, have you ever thought of owning your own business? I in no way meant for that to sound like I it was comparing her to him. I know I've thought about owning a business one day, and I was just curious what his thoughts were on owning a business. Another example, I asked him about a computer question because I couldn't figure out why something wasn't working, and he ended up pointing me in the right direction to fix it. And he told me that he felt like I was comparing him to my ex, who was good with computers. I never... I never ever mentioned my ex at all and I asked him because I thought he would know better than me so I don't know where that came from they show they show up at random times they're literally always catching me off guard but I've noticed they mostly show up when I talk about other guys ex example friends co-workers etc so I try to reassure him by telling him things in detail when it comes to guys in my life and making sure to tell him and show him that I love him and not them constantly in return all I ask from him is that he tells me right away when he's feeling some type of way about something I did slash said so that I can give him more context and reassure him more the thing is we haven't been able to talk about where his insecurities came from I have a feeling it's not really my fault and now and how he can work on it without me because every time we talk try to talk about it he gets really frustrated and he says he doesn't want want to talk about it my question is how long is it realistically okay to deal with insecurities affecting a relationship and how should he deal with it himself on his own time i hope i approached it in the right way but i still want to talk about it so it can be resolved once and for all he needs a fucking therapist. That's the first thing um, you can tell him. Uh, yeah, he definitely needs to talk to a therapist. This dude has a lot of fucking problems. If he, I mean, like, the, this idea of... So, the, the idea of, like, you're triggered. Now, now, look, I feel like we can all get triggered, but at the same time, uh, Annie Letterman said it best when she said, uh, anytime I feel like I'm triggered, I call it twiggered. And that way... Um, and that way it sounds ridiculous, just like how I'm feeling. So like 
I mean, we all get triggered, but it's the way you react to it. And I feel like this guy's getting triggered just by the most random things. And the thing is, though, no one isn't. If someone triggers you, they're not responsible for that. They're just, I mean, unless they're being a dick to you, like on purpose. But um, the, the idea is they're, you're not responsible for trigger for someone else's triggers. It, you're just not possible unless unless you try to. If it's for accidental triggers, you're not responsible for that. That's one thing too. Um, I would say so. If he gets triggered by something you say and didn't mean in a wrong way, that is not your fault. That sounds like his problem, and he needs to figure that shit out himself. Maybe with a therapist, maybe he needs to start his own podcast. Um, Those are the only two answers. Another thing, you know, I always feel like I I told, like, you know, I was at a friend's band show last week, and I was talking to women. I know, folks, big surprise, but... Actually, no, you shouldn't be surprised. This is who I am. Uh, this is the type of guy you get. Um, so, yeah, no. And I was like, I was like telling them, like, you know how women are really into confident guys? And they're like, yes. <laughs> like, very confidently saying yes. And I'm like, here's what you need to do. Because a lot of guys who you think are confident are actually just narcissists. And uh, you don't want to date a narcissist for obvious reasons, because those people are assholes. What you need to do is find a fucking loser and build up his confidence and if he starts saying some shit like, oh, I'm not confident, tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then uh, rebuild his confidence. That's what you need to do. And, um, yeah, maybe that's something too, but tell him that you're not in charge of uh, what triggers him. Because it sounds like he gets triggered easily. And I'm like, this is not my fault. And if he feels subconscious, tell him to shut the fuck up. And uh, maybe he will. Maybe that's the goal in life. Maybe he will shut the fuck up. Maybe he will solve all the world's problems by shutting the fuck up. Next question. Who here? One of my favorites. Is being a late virgin a sign that you are a bad person or bad at making connections? How do you go from being a virgin to being a man a woman could love? I'm 22, and even after graduating college, I've never kissed a woman or been in a relationship. I blame this for a lot of things, but I mostly blame it on prioritizing academics so much. While it did get me into medical school, I feel like most people just view me as an uninteresting nerd when I was younger, and then I went to a really competitive university, which only made it harder to meet people. I have felt very alone for most of my life. I have spent so much time working to become a doctor to make the world a better place, but would I have still chosen this path if I knew I'd end up this alone? Probably not. Am I left... All I... Let me just start that over. All I am left with now is my overwhelming failure to accomplish something most people can achieve when they're teenagers. How am I not supposed to blame myself for this? People I try to argue with that I am this way because I focus so much on my career but plenty of people more successful than me can get relationships I just feel so hopeless and like I don't really have a purpose or place in this world I have realized over the last years that I am not a likable person and have never been loved by a woman before I belong to absolutely no one and the world would not miss me if I was gone how can I look at myself as horrible when this is all I have to offer from my life what was the point of trying so hard just to end up so miserable. Now, oh, buddy, shut the fuck up about... Stop being fucking depressing, okay? Um, now, the one thing I will tell you is that uh, your 
virginity or whatever the fuck you're making this does not define who the fuck you are, buddy. Um, That's rough, buddy. So, I mean, obviously... So, like, there's so many people out there. Like, you meet the, you meet the guys who's like, I want to fuck anything that moves, and they try to. You want to meet really cool women who are like, want me to suck your dick? And I'm like, yes, please do that. But then you meet your ride or die who you would do anything for. And uh, in that situation, you do not want to fuck up that situation because they are the fucking best. Uh, so... You, I mean, you could be what they call demisexual, which I feel like we shouldn't have to have create a sexuality for that shit. Um, like, I'm demisexual. I only want to have sex with people I have a close connection with. I'm like, isn't that a lot of people? I'm like, stop trying to be weird with it. Uh, you like, you prioritize your career. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, buddy. Um, you're 22, first of all, and people are like, you have to lose your virginity at like 17, stuff like that. I'm like, and I, I just, I mean, I, obviously, if you've listened to the show before, I've obviously said that I, the idea of thinking virginity, putting virginity on like a pedestal in your life and be like, I got to lose it. This is the person I lost my virginity to. Here's my story. Here's how it happened. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, it, I mean, obviously, when you love someone and you ride or die, which uh, ride or die volume two out now by me at wherever you stream your music at. It's like, you know, that's that's when it gets important in regards to that. Like, just random ass sex with people you don't care about. It's kind of like, eh, as, as like I said in the Ride or Die Volume 1, fairy tale lovers in the sheets. Sheets where I kind of mentioned where, it, where I had someone wanted me to tell them, like, what that meant. I'm like, so that's like when you have sex with someone you actually care about. It's just, you know, that's it's called fucking Ride or Die, bitch. And, you know, I think you, I mean... Honestly, dude, like, you could find a hooker, you could find some just really skanky woman at a bar who will sleep with you, and you can get your virginity off your chest. And I know you're probably putting your virginity on, like, a pedestal in regards to, it's like, oh, I need it to be perfect, I need candles lit, I want, like, Peter, was it Peter Gabriel? Baby, you love the way. And honestly, like, if you hear so many people's like, oh, I lost my virginity stories, it's like, Look, I came in three seconds. I was really nervous and shit like that. It's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like we make too big a deal out of sex. And that's for me. I grew up super Christian and this idea that, you know, just, you know, wait till marriage and then you have sex before marriage because, like, you're fucking horny. You need to come because cum is a poison inside your body. You got to get rid of it. And then you're like, oh, I messed up in the eyes of God. And then you feel like a failure for so long. And then you realize, like, I don't think God gives a shit about you coming or whatever. Um, as long as you don't hurt someone, I don't think God cares about you coming. Okay, you come. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. So, yeah, I feel like you're over-purchasing. Like, you like your, you, like, you're like you're in med school and shit like that? And you do that? Trust me, buddy. I'm going to tell you this. Once you become a full-fledged doctor, it's going to be very fucking easy for you to get a pussy. Get, get pussy. What, what the fuck am I saying? It's going to be very easy for you to get pussy. And I'm not going to lie. You're going to be swimming in that shit. You're going to be like, I'm eating so much pussy, I can't breathe. Oh, man. I don't condone this thought, but I was like, you're going to be like George Flo and be like, I can't breathe while you're eating pussy. And like, that is not something I should have said. But then I did say it. So, you know, I knew it was bad when I said it. So don't. Don't come at me, buddy. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Okay, um, so I have to say, so do not fucking care about your virginity. Just 
do what you love. Okay, this next one, I'm probably gonna laugh. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna probably laugh. My boyfriend keeps jacking off while I'm sleeping next to him. That's rough, buddy. My boyfriend keeps. <laughs> Let's me, let me start by saying I told my boyfriend it doesn't bother me he watches porn and jacks off but it kind of grosses me out that I keep waking up to him jacking off next to me while watching porn I feel like it's just disrespectful I don't care that he watches porn but I didn't realize he was watching it two to four times a day and jacking off to it last night I woke up to him then in the morning I woke up to him he took a shower and did it and then again while he, he took a nap with our son in our bed we also have sex at least once a day, sometimes twice, and sometimes even more. We've been together for almost three years, and I'm starting to wonder if he has a porn addiction. How should I talk to him about this? He, How could I approach it without making him feel ashamed or embarrassed? So, so we got a situation here. <laughs> <Sip>. <laughs> um, the, the big situation... The big problem you have, so I can't. I like you. I like you as a person mainly because you realize he has a high libido, and you realize that you probably will not reach that level that his libido is at or whatever. And you're like, you know what? If you need to jack off, just jack off. That's really cool of you because a lot of women don't understand that, and you understand that, and you're like, look, I'm not. I can't have sex with you four times, four to five times a day. I cannot do that. I physically don't want to do that. So if you need to, you know, get your poison out, because like I say, jizz is poison. And basically for men and for the women listening, jizz is poison. And we basically just have to get it out of our bodies. It's just how it is. It's basically how it basically how it is for a man. That's the way it is. And so with this, I feel like she's really cool with that. Now, you have to set up some fucking boundaries with this shit. Um, so... Obviously, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to say addict and I'm not going to go into anything like if this is a porn addiction or not. Um, he may just have a fucking high libido. I think that's just more than likely what it is. Um, because if he had a porn, there's a, there's a difference with the porn addiction. So if you really do want to see if he has a porn addiction, uh, all you have to do is be see if he would pick. He would, the situation is you have to ask him, like, would you rather jack off right now or have sex with me? If he chooses the porn over you, then there's a porn addiction. Now, if he chooses to have sex with you like four plus times a day, uh, then there is the problem. Dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I mean, obviously, I take heavy antidepressants if you don't know. And I can, I mean, I can get one maybe a day, maybe two if, I'm, if I try hard enough, but... Yeah, it's going to be a lot of noodling, if that's the case for me. Um, that's rough, buddy. So, yeah, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guess I'm, I have to think about when I was younger. But, like, I'm also wasn't in a situation with you when you were younger. Um, yeah, so basically, you just have to set a boundary. You'd be like, hey, don't jerk off with our son in the fucking bed. <laughs> That's a good, hey, can you not jerk off while I'm in bed with you? Uh, can you go to the fucking bathroom or something like that? You know, and if you if you can easily do it, like jacking off on the toilet, I'm telling you, and you just like I'm coming and then you just shoot it straight into the toilet. That's a good that's like a good way to good way to nut. That's like I feel like that's the most convenient way to nut if you can do it. Now, uh, heavy antidepressant sweezy cannot do that. So 
uh, I make my, I figure out my ways. But anyways, though, um, obviously I told you about the porn addiction, but anyways, just be like, Hey, don't jerk off in bed when I'm in bed with you. And, uh, don't jerk off in bed with your child. And that's fucking weird. And, uh, he probably should have noticed that. Um, that's rough, buddy. So, yeah. Oh, so. All right, we got two more questions left. I want a beard. My wife does not want me to grow one. I'd say I require some advice. I want to grow a beard, not a long one, just some hairs in the face. Quite like some three-day beards. For that to acquire, I need four to six weeks due to absolute dumb shit beard-growing abilities of my body. Reasons for me to grow one are simple. I feel more comfortable with it, way more comfortable. I don't like my body right now, and my body sure as heck does not like me since I developed a... Hashimoto, a thyroid disease where your body attacks your thyroid. Ooh. That's rough, buddy. A thyroid... Oh, yeah, I already read that. Um, I also I have so-called hot knots in it, which are under constant control due to a higher chance of developing cancer there. I am 21 with a prolapsed discus... Uh, whenever I hear the word prolapse, I think anus is coming afterwards. Prolapsed discus, which caused me to take some severe painkillers. Man, that's like the one of a few times where it's like, good for someone to take painkillers. <laughs> like, I never... I, I rarely ever see someone, uh, my book hurts, but I have to take... And you're like, yeah, I have a prolapsed discus, and now I have to take these painkillers. I'm like, oh, that's actually, like, what the medication is used for. Uh, when I met my wife now, I had a beard, but since she told me she doesn't like it at all, I shaved it every three days. If I would not, I would even... wouldn't even receive a kiss. I want a beard, and she knows, she also knows, I don't feel good with my body, but still doesn't want me to grow a beard, although it would make me feel a little bit more secure, which she also knows. I want to feel secure about me a bit more, but I don't want to give up on any form of physical love or over this, whether it be kisses, cuddles, or sex, or whatever. That's gay. Uh, thank you in advance. Maybe you know what I should do. So you're in the weird predicament, I would say. And th this is definitely a weird predicament. Because on one hand, it's it's that situation like your body, your choice. But also on the other hand, it's like you're with a partner. And I'm very much a believer in you should try to look good for your partner. And I know a lot of people apparently disagree with this. As I've said in previous episodes that apparently a lot of people disagree with this. Um, but like, shouldn't you want someone to have sex with you? Like, am I weird to ask that? Um, apparently I am, uh, according to y'all. Um, so what I will, so it, it's that rough situation. Now you got a beard when you met, so that's a weird, that's a weird situation. So I was, cause a lot of times I think I had a friend who was pretty clean shaven and then he grew, then he grew out his beard and then he had to shave it for a job interview or something like that. And then his wife at the time said, uh, you, you should have a beard. And so he grew it back and he didn't have to shave it. He didn't shave it since. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Um, honestly, at, at this point, I think this isn't the easiest answer, but I will say this. It's your body. I will go with the your body, your choice type situation. Um, I mean, growing up, see a lot of times people, it's like my body, my choice. And I'm like, that's why I'm eating Taco Bell every day. And, um, yeah, that's not healthy for you. Now, like, facial hair is not something that's going to, like, disturb your health. So I think it should be okay to grow a beard. And I'm going to go with your body, your choice in this situation because 
Um, it's not like a health risk for whatever the hell you're doing. It's just uh, how you want to be. And uh, guess what? And I really like that. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that situation. You know, it's a, it's a very difficult situation where it's like your body, your choice, but also you want your partner to like you. And uh, I think if you keep your beard well-groomed enough, I think you'll be okay. Um, and it, it is always weird because usually I've heard, because I've usually heard that, like, growing a beard is, like, men's version of makeup for women or whatever. So, Everything is always weird, and uh, I can't control anything, so um, shut the fuck up. Last question of the evening. How do I stop overthinking during sex? <laughs> I love this question. Uh, so I am a, a male, 29, and yeah, I have this annoying tendency to overthink things while having sex. I don't know exactly what the issue is or when it started happening, but it wasn't always like that so the thing is things i'm thinking are is she faking her reactions her eyes are closed does she not think i'm attractive i bet she's had so much better than this omg i feel disgusting how is this girl even sleeping with me lol wait she's not as wet anymore am i doing something wrong how do i stop thinking this stuff man um i i can't lie to you and say i don't think the same way um because if you've listened to this podcast, you know I overthink every fucking thing. Um, only thing I'm going to really tell you in regards to this, um, maybe um, maybe lie to yourself. I feel like lying to yourself is going to be the best answer that you can actually give. Because it sounds like you're, you're it's like a self-esteem thing. Oh, she doesn't like this. Why is she not liking this anymore? Whatever the fuck is going on. And uh, I think that's the problem. That's what you're thinking. You got to change your I think you got to gain the voice in your head that I've been trying to give myself like when you talk badly about yourself and the other the other voice is like shut the fuck up that's what you need to gain in your mind just a little voice that tells you to shut the fuck up and I think that will probably heal all your problems so yeah so you're overthinking this and uh you just got to change your mind you kind of have to train yourself it's like so like okay let's go with your thoughts like is she making a reaction yet have the the voice in your mind has said, no, she's not making a reaction. She really enjoys this. Her eyes are closed. Does she not think I'm attractive? And, like, of course she thinks you're attractive. Why would she be sleeping with you? You kind of just have to – that voice is going to come in your head, and you have to talk about it the other way. You have to – you have to have the, you have to gain a voice in your head that's going to, like, talk shit to that voice. And once you get that, you're going to have a lot better confidence. I'm going to tell you that, buddy. That's what I try to do, and it's helped me a lot in life. And if you – um, in worst case scenario, if you just lie to yourself, your life will be better. And uh, with all that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Shweezy. Any questions, comments, or concerns can be emailed to the shwedcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, follow me on all your music sites. Follow Shweezy um, out there, Ride or Die Volume 2 out now. Uh, socials at the Shweezy everywhere, even TikTok. Um, and even Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, where I stream every Thursday and sometimes Mondays. And uh, you can also, if you have a Twitch Prom account, subscribe to Daddy and uh, help me financially. Uh, but along with helping me financially, you can also hit up Patreon where you can financially support the show. And a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And uh, with all that being said, uh, and I really like that. Honk if you love butt drugs and. Stay awesome.
Hashtag pray for Micah. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing the full episode. You made it this far, and I am super proud of you. Uh, if you want to support the show even further, we do have a Patreon page where you can financially support the show, keep us going financially, and uh, being one of the top-ranking smoke lords that I know that you can be. And uh, thank you so much. Make sure you like and subscribe this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said before, stay awesome.